San Monani. Welcome to African Story Magic with me, Trinam Tlope, your guide on a journey through the wonders of African storytelling. This is a story that happened a long time ago. So long ago that it's not even important to remember how long. This is when animals used to live in different places and different parts of this beautiful, beautiful land of ours. <laughs> they were not such good hunters like they are today. In fact, the human beings were the ones who planted food, who grew their own food, and they seemed to be ruling the land indeed. <laughs> In those days, Lion Pupubes was known to be king as well. Now the animals had to go to the gardens of the human beings to go and steal some food. And if they were caught, they could end up in somebody's stew pot. This happened way too often. Until one day, King Bubesi, the lion, called all the animals together. And they all joined him. On a nice cloudy day, it was quiet. And he said, I have had enough of always being at the mercy of human beings. We must go find our own land and live our lives and enjoy ourselves and not be always scared that the human beings are going to kill us. What do you say? Buffalo called out, Hele, tu, ooh, no quite the spring here. Hele, tu, different animals, Hele, tu, shouting louder and louder until they all agreed that we say that is in unison. We say, Hele, tu, we all agree. So they decided that they have to send somebody to go and steal some of the tools from the human beings so they could start a bit of gardening as well when they were out there. That's what they did. Nokwacha, the spring hare, was so happy to go and do something wrong for the king. He went to somebody's garden and he stole some hoes and some other tools and he brought them back. King Pubesi, here they are. <laughs> Others went looking for seeds. The baboons and the monkeys went looking for seeds and they brought them back and King Pubesi, here they are. And so they went to sleep that night. Early the next morning, before there was even orange in the eastern sky, they rose up and they took to the road, walking, walking, walking. The fast animals, like cheetahs, were moving in front. They were running in front and the big ones were in the middle with the king of the beasts. I'm talking elephants. I'm talking rhinoceros. I'm talking the big buffaloes. I'm talking all the giraffes and all the big animals were in the middle. The small ones were catching up at the back, catching up at the back, trying to reach everybody, catching up. And the very, very, very end was the tortoise. The tortoise was doing a slow walk, trying to reach everybody. Well, they walked and they walked, they rested a little bit and they continued until finally, at the very end of the day, the cheetah called out, King of the jungle, we've found a new land. It is our land and there's nobody to bother us. The king asked, are there any human beings in sight? No, not even one, they answered. <laughs> Perfect, we shall make this our new home. And that's exactly what they did. They spent the first night. In the morning, they woke up and they looked for a place. Oh, there is a lake where they could drink some water. Perfect. And they looked for a place where they could plant some seeds. And when they planted some seeds, they went and found ways of bringing some water here. The next thing you knew, there were clouds and there was thunder, there was lightning and the rain came down. Perfect. It's a rain that is welcoming us. 
Ah, the days went by and they went around looking for some food here and there. But before you knew it, the seeds were growing. Pumpkin, sweet potato, all kinds of things were growing and growing. It was wonderful. They were going to live a really good life here with no human beings to bother them and so much water to drink and time to laze around and look at beautiful sunsets, listen to gorgeous bird songs. It went on like it was forever until one day, the ostrich and zebra, who were very good friends, decided to wake up earlier than anybody because zebra's stomach was grumbling. And ostrich said, Asambe Mganwam, I can tell you are very hungry. Let's go to the garden. Asambe Sensimin. They went to the garden looking to get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And when they got there, there was nothing. It was all empty. And there was not even a blade of grass left. Something or someone had eaten up all their food sometime in the middle of the night. I don't know what happened. They were shocked out of their heads. And that creature, whoever, a person, had drank almost all of the water at the lake. Hi, They went back to the other animals. Wake up, wake up. We've got no food left. We got to the garden and there's nothing. While they were still walking back to tell somebody... They saw something that was looking like a mountain or something that was moving. It was ugly. You should have seen the eyes, the nose, the mouth with huge teeth. The skin was terrible. It was wet and moist and it had pimples on it. And this creature looked at them and they said, Why did you eat our food? It must be you. It must be you. This creature said, I am gone. The one who swallows buffaloes alive, horns and all. So get away from here before I eat you up, you little creatures. They ran so fast and the other animals heard the sound and they were so scared. The king, Pubesi, said, okay, I need to deal with him. Set down the law. I am the only king here, not some funny, ugly looking creature. And so Pubesi walked. You should have seen his muscles when he walked. His beautiful skin shining in the morning light. His big mane. Oh, he felt powerful. And he stood in front of this mountain of a creature. He looked quite small, but he thought, I'm the king. And he roared and roared and roared. What do you think you are doing eating all the food that all my subjects have worked so hard for? You drank almost all the water at the lake. Get away from here. This creature looked and smiled his ugly smile. <laughs> I am gone. The one who swallows buffaloes alive, horns and all. Get away from here before I eat you up, you little cat. Oh, King Lion with his tail between his legs, his mane flat, flat on his neck. He ran all the way back to the other animals. They said, if King Lion is scared, we are done. We are done for it's the end. We must move, find a new place. Other animals said, Eletu, Eletu, let's go. We cannot compete with that ugly creature. Gong, gong, gong. They were still feeling sorry for themselves, getting ready to move. When a quiet voice said, no, no, I disagree. I can deal with gong, gong. Who is that? They looked. It was an old, old tortoise. Futugazi, what are you talking about? If the king of the beasts is scared of that creature, when, what are you going to do? 
I will sort him out. Just give me a little axe, and I'll go and deal with Gong. They laughed at him. <laughs> Fudugas, you can hardly walk. <laughs> you gotta fight with Gongong. <laughs> but the lion felt like he had to support the tortoise who looked so brave just to save himself from embarrassment as well. Okay, okay, sister, uh, we're gonna give you an axe. You think you can handle this? And uh, <laughs> Fudugas said, yes, I can. Give me a sharp axe. Lion sharpened the axe himself, putting all the humiliation into it. Sharpening the axe and handed it over, wishing the tortoise good luck. Tortoise walked slowly, slowly towards Gongongo. The other animals were hiding. They didn't want to see what was going to happen. And as he got closer and closer, he looked so small in front of Gongongo. And Gongongo was dozing off when tortoise came. Hey, Wena! Hey! Who do you think you are? Coming here and eating all our food, drinking our water, and you are so ugly and you smell. Furthermore, we don't want to see you in this place, Hamba. Well, Kongongo was shocked. He looked at this little creature. Haibo, you think you can fight with me when I just need to take you and put you under my tongue? You'll be a snack because I am Kongongo. The one who swallows buffaloes alive, horns and all. You, you are nothing to me. His long, ugly, slimy tongue came out, grabbed Futugazi. He went into the mouth and it closed behind her. <laughs> she took that axe. She started chopping. Oh, chop, a chop, a chop, a chop. <laughs> he was making sounds like thunder. <laughs> Tortoise continued working. A chop, a chop, a chop, a chop, until he went down the throat. A chop, a chop. The Gongongo tried to spit out. The tortoise couldn't do it. And Gongongo fell down. Ding. He was out. <laughs> and Tortoise climbed out from the mouth that was wide open. I did it! It is I! It is I, little tortoise! Everybody shouted, Who Sabenzile Futugazi! You did well, Futugazi! You did well, old tortoise! We thank you! And lion! Oh, this is amazing! You are the wisest, cleverest creature of them all, except me, of course. <laughs> They lived in that place for a long time and Gongongo never bothered them again. And Tortoise earned a lot of respect amongst many, many animals. Some called her Queen Mother Tortoise, others called her Wise Old Tortoise, Ufutugazi. Tostosi, Iapela, that's where I rest my story. Share the magic with others. Find more stories in English and Isi Zulu on ecr.co.za under podcasts. Until next time, stay magical. I'm Trinam Chope.